Hello everyone. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to our dreadful conversation on politics. Or whatever your oblivious uncle would say when you bring up the fact the whole family needs to get vaccinated and you tell them not to believe everything you see on Facebook. (laughs) My name's Olivia Salazar and my co-host Andrea Ruiz will be picking a conservative-leaning person's brain. Why? Well, to figure out why they're against COVID nine, why they are against the COVID nineteen vaccine, and how this topic relates to the ongoing polarization occurring in U.S. politics. Now, I I'll stop here and explain before we get into the interview. What is polarization, and why should we care? According to Nolan McCarthy, author of What Is Political Polarization, says. Polarization is a process where extreme views on some some matter of public policy have become more and more common over time. As an example, consider attitudes toward the government policies related to abortion. Why has the U.S. become more polarized? Since the 1970s, major political parties have become increasingly al- aligned with certain ideologies, races, and religious identities. For example, Republicans are now more likely to be religious, well, Democrats are more likely to be secular. Where do you fall on this? Now, Republicans and Democrats are more divided along ideological lines, and partisan empathy is deeper and more intense than any point in the last two decades. These trends manifest themselves in a myriad of ways, both in politics and in everyday life. A new survey of 10,000 adults nationwide find that these divisions are greatest among those who are most engaged in active politics. In this episode, we will be discussing a public health issue, specifically surrounding the global pandemic known as COVID-19 and the vaccine. The point of this open discussion is to hear from someone who doesn't have the same political beliefs as we do and form a conclusion post-interview. Ezra Klein mentions that people tend to surround themselves with those who think similar to them. Now think of this as a macro aspect, why primarily cities are more democratic and more suburban areas and country countrysides are more conservative. Why is this? According to political sciences, this all make this all makes sense because in the human nature people like to be around people who believe in similar beliefs as them. The goal of this interview is to learn why this arrangement of this arrangement of groups occurs and more specifically, how COVID-19 has increased this polarization within society and politics. Now, let's get into the interview. We're going to interrupt this episode to talk about an author worth reading. David Ferris wrote on the topic of generational change to the left on the political spectrum. Now, what does this mean? Does this mean we actually have hope for the future and it's just not a false why we tell ourselves to feel better? Well, that isn't for me to tell. You can order this book, The Kids Are All Left, on Amazon or Melville House. 
We'll add the links to the description on the, of this episode. So today's guest is Brenda Perez, who didn't want to get the vaccine and was an advocate for letting people decide whether they want to be vaccinated or not against COVID. Um, so I just want to start by asking, why didn't you want to get the vaccine? Um, because of all the um, side effects people were getting, like the blood clots, the being hospitalized, um, the vaccine didn't mean that you were not going to get COVID. It, it was just a lot. And I thought that people should have the right to decide whether they are vaccinated or not. Obviously, I am pro wear your mask. So, you know, public places, everything you need to be safe, social distance. Um, but getting the vaccine, I feel like, I don't know, people should not be forced to do it. Okay, so I do want to ask about your experience while you were anti-vax, not anti-vax, sorry, not vaccinated. Um, but you have since gotten it due to you needed it for school. So I just want to start by asking what your thoughts were on that. I know you were upset that you had to get it. Yeah, so I was, since COVID started, I was taking classes for school, everything online. Um, And now that I only had a few classes left, um, they were, I noticed that they were not offering it to do it online, only on campus. And to go on campus, I either have to get tested weekly or be vaccinated. So obviously I knew getting tested weekly would be such a hassle because there's not really an accurate time of when you receive your results. Um, It could take a day, it could take some hours, it could take two days, like it varies. So I wouldn't want that to interfere whether I get to attend class or not. So I feel like I was basically forced to get vaccinated in order to graduate. All right, so while you were not vaccinated, if you were attending events like games or concerts, you had to get tested beforehand. Um, how how was that? And did you disagree with the fact that you had to do it while people that were vaccinated didn't have to? Um, well, I did attend some Bulls games. And to go there, you do need to be either vaccinated or have a negative COVID test. So I did have to get tested twice to go to two games and I do think that it's not fair for people that are vaccinated as I said you could still have COVID and show up to these places um you just have to show your vaccine card so you know it doesn't it doesn't mean that you're not that you're showing up without having COVID I guess so I just do think it's very unfair and obviously the whole testing situation even for other events and places I feel like they're doing it on purpose to basically force you to get vaccinated um, because of the hassle of getting tested like yes there is a lot of locations where you will get tested and they'll even like email you the results you don't have to like print and do stuff like that but um yeah it is kind of annoying I guess to have to go out of your way either like leave work early or miss school or be in traffic like to get to these places and get the test done and then you know drive home whatever it is a hassle but um it it depends like i guess it's a risk you're willing to take that you either want to keep getting tested weekly or just get vaccinated and be done with but also take a risk of 
whatever the side effects may be. Like when I got vaccinated, my arm was sore for like two or three days, which I know of people get it worse or um, there, there could be worse side effects, obviously, but it's still like kind of annoying, I guess. Personally, I couldn't wait until I was I qualified to get the vaccine and I want to get a booster. And I guess I just don't understand why you would like yes you said I could still get COVID but it will it will not be as bad as if I was unvaccinated so I guess I don't understand how you are were okay risking it all this time being unvaccinated oh um so I did have COVID back in April I believe it was so I don't know I feel like there's not enough proof I guess you could say um if you already got COVID that you're gonna get it again or it's gonna be worse if you get it or if it's not gonna be as bad as the first time you know it's just too early I feel so there's different research that's says different things it it just depends so since I already had COVID I was thinking okay if I was to get COVID again let's say I doubt that it's gonna be as bad as it was the first time I have antibodies or whatever, even though people, again, there's research that supposedly say the antibodies in your body only last, I forgot how many days, three months or so. And then there's other researchers that supposedly claim you have the antibodies and you're always going to have them. So it, it just it just depends. So I was thinking, I already got COVID, so if I get COVID again, it's, I'll, I'll be fine. You do have a young daughter who now qualifies to get the vaccine. Will you be getting her the vaccine? She will be vaccinated until school requires her to be. Okay, I'm not sure when that will be. Um, I do have another question. How do you think that your opinions about vaccination have been influenced by your political views? I guess. um, I, I don't really know how to answer this, but I feel like my views about the vaccine has a lot to do with just basically your rights for you to choose whether you do something or not um i I just feel like you shouldn't be forced to do it same way you're not forced to get any other vaccine why are you going to be forced to get this one well a lot of people have pointed to things like the polio vaccine and what now where it was basically like all of our grandparents and parents had to get it. And that's how we eradicated those diseases. And the fact that that's not how things have gone around this time is probably why it's lasted so long. Mm, well, I honestly don't know much about the polio vaccine and everything else that you were talking about getting before. But once again, I don't think it was as forced as it is now for people to get it. Well, I would argue that it's not forced. There's still a lot of people who are unvaccinated. And I mean, there are people who are even quitting their jobs over it, which I think is silly, personally. Um, So going forward, if you would have to get boosters and whatnot for school or a job, would you, is that something that you would do or you would draw the line? Uh, getting the first vaccination i i hope there is 
like I hope it's not gonna get to that point where people are forced to get a booster shot because being fully vaccinated is already good enough and that's what they were requiring so once somebody does it I feel like that 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 draws a line it's like okay I did it there you go I should be now allowed to go to these sporting events go go to concerts go to school um but why were they forced now a booster when like that was not a thing months ago I feel like if that happens there's just gonna be more adding on to it get a booster now get this get that like it's an it's gonna be a never-ending thing so just being fully vaccinated i think is good enough asking another question about your politics do you think that the vaccination the requirements will be something that influences how you vote like for example if there is a candidate who comes out and is openly like advocating for having mandatory vaccinations would that persuade you to vote against them yes even if let's say that's the only thing you disagree with them well obviously i would have to see what the can the other candidates have to offer and what they're talking about because i guess if that's the only thing i disagree with then i could vote for them but it just depends but I, I would take that into greatly consideration because i like i said i don't agree with people enforcing it and making it mandatory my following question is what are your thoughts on the incentives that were being given for people to get the vaccine for example at my job i had a bonus um we had to show proof of our first vaccination so it didn't matter if we got the follow-ups and they haven't asked about boosters um they're are a lot of people who are still unvaxxed and at my job and feel that it wasn't fair, um, but not, not a lot of people like spoke out against it. And as far as I know, people, who, a lot of people have gotten the vaccine just for that alone. I was already vaccinated as well. So to me, that was just like an extra bonus. So what are your thoughts? Um, I feel like that honestly did work for a bunch of people to get vaccinated because even like Krispy Kreme was giving out free donuts and like Office Depot, um, you would take your vaccine card and like they would uh, laminate it for free. So a lot of different places were offering things just for you to get vaccinated and it did work. But I think for jobs, they should not have been giving bonuses to people for getting vaccinated. Like I, I disagree with that. Personally, I think that that I'm surprised they, they did that. I feel like that's very polarizing since there are a lot of people who are anti-vax. I'm sure that some people were upset about that. Um, but like you mentioned, like the Krispy Kreme, I just thought that was interesting that it was literally just like a business that like offering the public an incentive because it wasn't like the people who work there. Um my next question would be on how do you think, besides the vaccine for COVID, how do you think that this is going to change people's views regarding vaccines in general? I, I really think that it's going to make people think twice about um, getting vaccines themselves and their kids, especially um, because obviously, obviously before everybody would get, you know, the flu shot, they would have 
vaccines when they were babies, like they had no say in it, right? Same way that I did. I had no say about what vaccines I would obviously get when I was younger. But now as adults, like, and especially the COVID vaccine being a new vaccine, um, you should have a say in what goes on. So in the future with new vaccines coming out with diseases or whatever it is, I do still think it should be optional for people to do it. Um, same with medication. Like, you decide whether you want to take it or not, and the doctor will prescribe it. It, it, just, it just shouldn't be forced um, at a doctor's office or anywhere else where it's like they automatically just want to give it to you. As, the, as simple as, like, getting the flu shot. Like, no, I, I disagree with um, a, any vaccine ever getting enforced. My next question is, since you do have a daughter, um, how do you feel about her being back in class, wearing a mask with her classmates and sorry if this is a long question also about the teachers having to either be vaccinated or get weekly testing um i i believe as a teacher you do kind of have to be getting weekly vaccinated i mean weekly tested or getting the vaccine but like i said regardless if you do have the vaccine you could still have covid so it's it's an iffy situation, but um, teachers, I believe, do have more of a responsibility to do so, I guess, because of their job. They are around kids, obviously, around other teachers, um, the parents, uh, faculty. It, it's more of um, it's more of a risk, I guess, being at a school to get COVID versus if you work like at a really small law firm or like somewhere where you're only with like five other people you know schools are huge kids you know sometimes don't wash their hands whatever it is there's germs all over the place it's just easier for you to catch it there um so yes teachers i think it's good that most of them obviously did get vaccinated right away as soon as the vaccine was available to them um and then as for kids um yes like they are able to get vaccinated already but obviously as i said it's up to the parents um, until the school like mandates for them to get it. Uh, well, I'm sure they'll do it, such as I, until they ask me at school, like she needs to present it, then okay, then I will. But as of now, you know, obviously all the kids should be wearing their masks. They should still be kind of social distancing, even though I know it's going to be harder in those classrooms. But um, they should be you know, washing hands often, hand sanitizer, cleaning, wiping stuff down, um, and wearing their their masks. Before we wrap this up, I would like to add that I find it interesting how you are, like, support wearing the mask and social distancing. Like, you believe COVID is a thing, but yes. I just because I feel like everything I hear about in the media is people who are like, against the mandatory vaccinations, they're, like, don't want to wear masks. They even think COVID is fake. So, I guess my question is, do you think that there are, a, a, like, a majority of the people out there who are against the vaccine, like you were, do you think that they are still comprehending that it is real? Or do you think that most of them are, like, what is being represented in the media? Yes, what's being represented in the media, I feel like it is most of the people that have the opinion of like the anti-vaxxers. Um, 
And then there is some people like me that I'm like, obviously, it's I'm pro-choice. It's like, whatever you want to do, whatever works for you, that's fine. But I don't think that it needs to be enforced and people need to tell you what to do in order to like enter establishments and schools and stuff like that. Um, so there is a difference between people. Obviously, like, I know it's real. I know it's a thing. I do understand that it could become super severe and you could be hospitalized, that there is no medication while you're on it to like make it go away fast. Um, and then there is people that do believe that it's fake, that it's just this whole thing Joe Biden started or Trump or whatever. These Trump supporters believe to, you know, um, go Trump, like Joe Biden caused everything. Uh, but no, like people have their opinions. And just because I think that you're not supposed to be enforced to get the vaccine, it does not mean that I think it's fake or um, I want to argue with or be against people that are vaccinated and support getting the vaccine. Like, no, I'm pro-choice. Whatever people want to do, that's fine. Whatever works for them, that's fine. Um, obviously, people just need to be informed on what it is they're getting done, what they're doing, um, how to be safe, how to be safe for others like, together and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm for choice. Whoever wants to get vaccinated, whoever does it, it's, it's up to you. Just wear your mask and social distance. Hello, everyone. This is Olivia, and I will be finishing off this episode. The interview provided insight on how those on the conservative side of the political spectrum and their views on policy issues, for example, vaccinations, translate into conversation. I'm not surprised by the comments. This is a reoccurring this is a reoccurring theme due to the lack of fact-checking and other contributions such as the environment one lives in and their backgrounds such as in formal education leads to people being very susceptible to false information when you aren't aware of true facts of something it only makes sense that someone's not going to know whether something is accurate or not i saw a study uh, that demonstrates this idea that conservatives are overall less able able to distinguish political truths by Kelly Garrett of Ohio State University. And the study says, <clears throat> conservatives are less able to distinguish political truths from falsehood than liberals, mainly because of right-leaning and misinformation. Research found that liberals and conservatives in the U.S. both tended to believe claims that promoted their political beliefs, but that's, that is uh, more often led conservatives to accept falsehood when rejecting truths. One of the main drivers of the findings appeared to be the American media and the information in the environment, in the, from the environment, as in just the media. The interview is interesting to hear someone else's perspective that's not necessarily in the same bubble as Andrea and I. As political science and international study majors, we learn the functioning of the two-party system from the origin to current circumstances. And by studying politics, you are by default analyzing a multitude of factors that contribute to why 
people have certain partisanship and its relation to the political system itself. And by nature, most people aren't politically engaged. That's just the reality we live in. Most folks live in a state of survival. And reading political journalism or, frankly, the news is just not in the best interest of one when your time is scarce. It doesn't shock me that people aren't aware of true facts surrounding COVID-19. And it because it makes society feel better when you have someone else to blame anyway. This leads to my unanswered question of, from the government's authority, what can be done to remediate this issue? And can political polarization end, or does the presence of minimally regulated media contribute to this issue? Thanks, all. This is all I have.